Um, and thank you so much for being on today. Uh, today, we're tuned in for another session from our Chit Chat series, where our customers and our users share their own perspectives on modernization and what automation means to them when it comes to month and work. And we've done a few of these so far, um, and I find these real-life interviews so helpful, especially if you are being asked right now by your management to change the way you work, right? To find efficiencies, whether it's due to remote working arrangements or loss of headcount or just a general contraction in your business. And most of us were caught in this sort of sudden business landscape change, rather unprepared. Um, so you may be doing and going through your own clothes, for example, as a completely remote team right now. So as you explore ways to make life at work uh, work for you and, and your team and maintain productivity and results, um, I, I do invite you to contemplate what we'll be talking about today. Um, today's session is with one of our customers who's gone through the journey to take advantage of modern technology and applied it to their month-end and quarter-end process. Um, it ended up saving them a lot of time. Uh, really, to sum it up in one sentence, um, they found themselves doing a lot of work at month-end, uh, and they didn't like it, and they wanted their time back. So that's what they did. Uh, the company we're going to be talking about today is AM Retail Group. AM Retail Group was formed as a wholly owned subsidiary of G3 Apparel Group um, back in 2008. And G3 is a leading manufacturer and distributor of apparel and accessories. Um, they both own and license brands that we know and love, like Kenneth Cole, Dockers, Cole Haan, and I think there's a couple of dozen brands, actually. And AM Retail Group was specifically created to operate retail store locations for brands um, like okay. Carl Lagerfeld, uh, DKNY, um, GH Bath & Co., Calvin Klein Performance, and Wilson Leather. I think I, I got all of them. <laughs> And our guest today is Charlie Kettering, who has been a longtime finance director at AM Retail Group. Uh, Charlie and his team has been a customer of ours for about two years now, and today he has graciously come on to share his experience with us. So Charlie, welcome to the call, um, and why don't you uh, just introduce yourself to our audience here? Yes, thank you, Nancy. Um, yeah, my name is Charlie Kettering, and... I am the finance director at AM Retail Group. I started I started way back in a uh, long time ago working for um, for Wilson's Leather, and Wilson's Leather is the predecessor to AM Retail Group. Um, we were acquired in 2008 by G3, who had been a G3 was one of our biggest suppliers, and uh, when we hit the recession, um, kind of fell upon tough times. Um, G3 acquired Wilson's Leather, and only at that time had about 114 stores. That number has grown to, um, it's gone up and down. It's on the downside right now, but it had, we'd gotten to around to, I would guess our total units probably grow up to about 350 stores and um, at one point. Now we're shrinking a little bit recently. Um, we are a full scope audit as a wholly owned subsidiary. So we undergo a full audit and reviews every quarter um, as part of the, as part of our year end process. So, um, with that, you know, that's, uh, 
that's why we, this acquisition, G3 acquired several companies during my time here. And we've become, AM Retail Group has become kind of the retail arm of G3. So we do, we run pretty much all the stores. We do have a sister company um, that's based out of France. Uh, they're another retail branch, but they're a little smaller than us. Um, so they're kind of, they're kind of a run independently of us. But other than that, we, we run all of, all of G3's retail division. Um, mm-hmm. And the brands that yeah. we run under are Wilson, Bass, GH Bass, Donna Karen, and Calvin Klein Performance. So we, we operate stores and, and Carl Lagerfeld Paris. We run um, all, of the, all of the stores underneath those brands and e-commerce. So that's who we are. That's who I am. Can you um, can you walk us through Charlie uh, a typical because you've been there for quite a while I think over a dozen years yeah. um, if, if you even not count your Wilson years walk us through uh, a typical month and close at the time uh, maybe number of people participate what is the timeline what are some of the key activities that are done during the close how that's done you know talk about your reconciliation work because uh, I remember the business was changing a lot. Uh, at the time when you guys, you know, first decided to reach out to us. Yes, very good. Um, so we, the early days of a close, um, everything was fairly manual. Um, I want to say I had three accountants and then a payable staff and uh, a treasury and a sales audit person. Um, primarily the close was conducted by myself and I was I was doing journal entries and account reconciliation uh, as the finance director I would re I would um, and then the accountants I had my three accountants probably did the they did the rest of the recs I probably did 20 account reconciliations and the rest of them probably did 25 I'll say there's around 100 accounts that we reconciled um, and I would, it was all on paper. We had, we kept color coded folders for every year that, um, and it was a binder that kept all the support and everybody would fill out those binders. They would fill out their account recs. And then on the front of that binder, we kept a signature page where we would sign after your completion. Um, you would sign your name, the date you completed the account reconciliation. I would come behind that. I would sign my name on the date I reviewed it. And the CFO would become, come behind me and uh, he and I would discuss every account rec and he would sign a date. So that worked. It wasn't ideal. We had many um, piles of account reconciliation. They sometimes got lost and misplaced. Um, they were in train. We'd always have to go back and um, find a couple every month. It never failed. It was always, there was always a couple of account recs that were missing. Um, and they would accuse me of having them on my desk. And 
I would say I don't have one. <laughs> and eventually, hopefully, we found it. But um, and then we also had a master log, and that master log was when when all of the um, spreadsheet, all of the account reconciliations were completed, and the CFO had signed them all. I would update a master log of every account every month that was completed, and we had to make sure that 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 was actually one of our SOX controls was. The master log had to be completely signed off. Um, I would I would sign it. The CFO would sign it and date it. And um, so, very manual. It was unbelievably um, manual. It's kind of it's kind of embarrassing that we were so. And I always felt that there's got to be a better way to do this, but it was manageable. Um, it was manageable while we had only a hundred balance sheet accounts and we had three people to do the account reconciliations besides myself. We made it work and we made it work for probably 10 years. Um, we bought another division. We bought GH Bassin this time. That didn't impact because GH Bass was part of the same corporation. We were still one legal entity and even though we had different a different brand and we did separate reporting we didn't do we we co-mingled balance sheet for wilson's and bass and so it really didn't stretch us um anymore we were still it added probably added a couple of balance sheet accounts you know some uniqueness about that vision that we had purchased um didn't really stretch us when we got to 2017, we bought Donna Karen's. And Donna Karen's what caused us to um, have, you know, we, when Donna Karen came in, it was a separate legal, a separate legal entity. And Donna Karen brought with us, with it, uh, an international presence and separate legal entities in the UK, in Ireland, in Germany, in Canada. And um, so we suddenly went from one legal entity to almost five. And that, I'm just going to say, it tripled our account reconciliation um, because we had to do separate recs for all of the different Donna Karen divisions. And we had to onboard Donna Karen onto our accounting system. And it was really, you know, the transition was, um, we were transitioning Donna Karen just, just to be able to get the operations. And we dabbled in the account rec um, manually. We tried to, we tried to perform um, with, the, with the folders, with the sign-off sheets, with the master file log and if we were and we probably added i'm going to say we added two accountants you know to get in there and do to help with account reconciliation we had one just on international um and it just became you know even if the accountants were able to get through the account rec it was very difficult to administer and to manage that sign-off and approval process. Um, 
it became unmanageable for me. Um, just tracking everything, tracking the account reconciliation and um, making sure that the completeness was there for every review, quarterly review, and every year end audit. The completeness was, I was literally having nightmares, um, <laughs> just trying to see if, if I had a missing account reconciliation. You know, if something escaped my eye and I didn't, um, I didn't have a folder signed and uh, I became, you know, just, it had, I had to have some help. Um, the volume was, was too big to, to kind of do manually the old way. And so we set out to find a product and yeah. uh, I'll stop there. That's, that's kind of the background of what led us to the, the, Day of reckoning where we decided we needed help. <laughs> so, I like the pun, the day of reckoning. Uh, but and I think this is <laughs> this is a, a good point to point out. Just because the process is manual, it doesn't mean that it is not working. And almost all of our customers, you know, share the same themes along what Charlie was experiencing, where he had a very mature accounting team, and most of the time the work is done. Um, it's just that these manual processes come at a cost. And sometimes you realize that when an event happens, like all of a sudden the business grows or contracts or you maybe lose one people or, or some people, something happens where, you know, suddenly we wake up and say, hey, you know, we, we don't really like what's happening here. There's a lot of recs to do, not very efficient, you know, spreadsheets and paper. And I think the biggest thing is what you echo, Charlie, is not being able to shake the feeling that even after all this work that we've done, maybe not everything is there and maybe not everything is done. Um, so th these are the top eight reasons that we hear over and over again in terms of why people want to do something different. Um, and sometimes, you know, before they go to a market to look for a solution like ours, which Charlie's going to talk about in a bit, the evaluation process, um, sometimes people try to do sort of their, their own workaround. Right. Like they, you know, you guys were lucky enough where you were able to hire people. Not everyone's able to do that. But even then, it really wasn't enough. Some folks will try to get with their IT team to see if they can do some little fixings or build something proprietary. That usually takes a lot of time. It can actually become more expensive. Um, not to mention that a lot of cost centers like accounting don't typically get that IT time. Um, you know, some people just say, hey, you know what, we're just going to maybe create even more spreadsheet systems, which is more prone to error. Sometimes people just say, you know, let's just power through it. <laughs> we'll just all take on more work to get it done. Right. Um, so I think, Charlie, it looks like you tried a couple of these. You hired some people. Um, you know, you just try to brute force it through. Just let's just try to be more diligent. You know, just get all this done. And then you realize that it really was not a good process. Um, so tell us about how how did you go about, how did you learn about SkySTEM and sort of tools like ours? Walk us through that evaluation process, starting from the point where the light bulb goes off and say, this, you know, is not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, lucky for me, um, one of my new accountants came from a bigger organization. Uh, we're about 400. We, at the time, we were 500 million, 400 to 500 million. 
and um, so not we didn't we don't our you know our philosophy is keep overhead as low as possible um, keep costs down um, just just try to like you say muscle through it um, so we were cheap we didn't we didn't spend a lot of money in finance um, but we knew you know that wasn't going to get us anywhere when we have audit requirements um, and sometimes you just gotta raise your hand and say hey I need help um, my accountant that I had brought in from a bigger organization actually had he had experience with uh, reconciliation tools and he came from United Health Group, and so you know we talking with him, saying, "Hey, um, how did it work? What what were you able to? What kind of functionality do you get?" And um, you know he was with being such a big company, he was with a real you know I think one of the main players in the reconciliation world. But it was our premise, you know, being being smaller, being kind of a mid-sized company. We didn't need a lot of, you know, um, we didn't need, there were certain things we, we had to concede on, and one was going to be price. I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest. Um, we wanted to keep price down. And we always talk about fit when we pick a vendor. Um, it's a big deal to us that has a, that we have a company that fits our size and kind of, Kind of models who we are, um, and so we just started a search, and we went right online. And uh, my accountant that had the background reconciliation, he actually just went on and googled it. So we didn't know SkySpem, um, we didn't know the players in the market, really, um, and it's kind of. So we had put together um, we put together a list of about five vendors that that kind of um, there's probably a lot more than that but five that seemed to be we went we wanted to represent all kind of we didn't exclude because we didn't have pricing at the time we we um, we wanted to hear what they did and I didn't want to skimp on a few dollars if it if it um, if you got great functionality that you and pay, you know, uh, an immaterial difference between the pricing, you know, we just, um, we, we picked up and down the spectrum and um, set up, set up calls. That's, that's how we started. And just to uh, level set everyone, um, Charlie, your organization, I think your externals um, at the time, uh, and even maybe now it's ENY, right? ENY was your external auditors. And I think yep. you guys are on the Lawson, the Lawson ERP platform. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All I'll right. Good. Somebody was wondering about, about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about ours. All right. Yeah. So what I've observed, um, we, our relationship with EY, and I feel has, the auditing standards, um, how do I say it? We were handled out of the Minneapolis office from EY. Um, we, our main part of the audit happens in New York where G3 is. Um, and we still handle it out of 
but it was almost decentralized audit. It was almost like, well, you do your audit. We're going to audit out here in New York and we're going to, we're going to collect, um, we're going to rely on Minneapolis to completely do the audit and, uh, we'll go from there. But in the recent years, probably the last, since we bought Donna Karen, certainly they've integrated that audit. They've tightened it down. Um, so the New York auditors, um, are, they lead, but there is a cadence that they've, they've developed internally. The partner from New York is out uh, reviewing our numbers. The senior managers are out, are out on site in Minneapolis. And it's just gotten to be a lot uh, more difficult to audit. The, the, where we used to get some, you know, kind of a break or, or uh, what I saw was kind of almost informal. It is, it has gotten a lot more difficult, a lot more stringent. So that's one factor um, contributing to a need for better control and and uh, more completeness and you know just a better process. So um, recognizing that the standards were going uh, probably the same standards that always existed, just more more uh, attention was placed on our retail division and uh, more emphasis and a stricter audit. Um, not that it shouldn't have been strict all along, it just the dynamic did change. And we weren't able, you know, I felt we're not going to be able to keep up. We went through one year end manually. And I think that was the tipping point for me where I said this has to get better. And that's, um, that we were, weren't going to be able to get through another audit manually. And so we began our search. Um, we had a quick, right after year end, um, we, I made the decision. I got approval from the CFO that we need to do better. We need to get this um, tight button down. It's not no longer the same old informal game. It's, you know, maybe we got a little bit of a pass um, that final year, but we knew that that wasn't going to happen longer. And um, so, I, you know, we put together a team just of, really just of accountants. It was, um, I had the, I had one that, the one I keep talking about that had the experience. Kind um, of, I kind of gave it to him and said, let's, let's get a vendor lineup and let's set up let's set up demos so uh, that's what we did we we got five we probably selected five vendors we based it as i said before we weren't excluding anybody not meant to exclude anyone um and put together uh, i guess it'd be presentations by the various vendors and sky stem was probably near the end um i think one of the last ones we interviewed and and as we went through the demos um we would look at the functionality look at the the way you know it's a big a big thing for us is our is our um 
accounting software or application. As I said, we don't spend any money, and uh, our our application is still Lawson, an old version of Lawson. So we haven't moved ahead. It's a it's a reliable application. It has very little report writing or any kind of a workflow. It's it's um, I'm going to say. Here's how old it is. It's so old that when we bought it, I I was still I had left the company for five years, um, and I put it in in the early in the late 1990s or 2000, <laughs> and it was still the same software. I mean, it had been upgraded, but it was still the basic bones of what we acquired 20 years ago, and so we're still using it. Um, we, we don't really use the report writer anymore. We don't use, basically we use it to, um, it's transact, you know, just as a, as a place to hold journal entries and interface our AP and human resources. It's, um, really old, but the tools we use are, you know, largely we, we use access. And we go at these tables um, that store the data. We also have Hyperion, uh, an old version of Hyperion S-based, if you use that. So Hyperion is our, um, basically we call it our our one pager. It does our P&Ls, our balance sheet in a one page. We use that to, in conjunction with um, Excel. We're pulling stuff out using S-base and we format it in Excel, and uh, we still do that today. But we're pretty. The one thing we can do is go at the, the direct uh, Oracle tables, where our data is stored, and pull it into spreadsheets. And um, when that's how we load today, that's how we load SkyStem. It's just pulling, just pulling the, the general ledger data directly out we're kind of bypassing the application that we use and we do that a lot we do that for almost everything because some of the older software that we use just doesn't have the functionality and to do much else so that's kind of our that's kind of what we're doing um, internally using oracle using access going right at tables and extracting so um, that's kind of a aside. Back to our select. You want me, uh, Nancy, go through a selection? Yeah. Talk about yeah, yeah, please. Oh. I think, yeah, this would be okay. really helpful for folks who are either thinking about okay. it or maybe looking to take yep. on a project. Mm -hmm. So we had a scoring sheet nitty -gritty. together. We sat down with, you know, we just went price. Um, we needed to know that it was, you know, we needed to know that it was going to work with our the way we pull data out, we were going to be able to load it. We were going to be able to get it um, set up with speed. We we needed to be able to put in two levels of review. We needed to put in, you know, we had certain requirements that we needed to be able to do. Um, and they had to check off those boxes. And a lot of them, you know, I'll say they checked them off, but it was, it was a little... Um, what we found a lot was there was a lot of unneeded, a lot of 
functionality that we just didn't need. Um, I don't know what specifically that was, but we just had, we have a simple chart of accounts. We have a simple org structure. We are, you know, we didn't need a lot. Um, and it just seems like we were getting pushed in directions that we could advance in ways I didn't see the company going. Like we could change our base data to make it work with the software where we really felt that um, Skystem was kind of data agnostic. It didn't didn't ask for um, didn't ask us to change who we were um, to meet their software. They just said, "This is how you're structured. This is how it can work." Um, and it was we got very quickly comfortable because they asked all the questions of who we were not it wasn't you know this is what our software does so um conform conform your underlying data to, to match that nope it was just it was just um what can it do and um how can we we had a lot of questions on completeness and reporting and knowing things were completed and how the workflow process worked and um and how can we make sure that it does this and uh there wasn't many misses. I mean, there wasn't anything I can't think of. You know, we wanted it to be also beyond account reconciliation. How can we use, we expect this to do a little bit more because we have a few, so we want all our SOX controls to be able to be put into into um, a system that will track it. Another thing we wanted to do was quit signing. We wanted to quit. <laughs> dating and signing things and we needed some sort of electronic you know approval that showed that showed that the account rec was done on this day and we wanted it to manage our list of of our kind of our non-account rec controls we have a, we have certain controls such as um you know we we do uh we do reconciliation of sales we do um our month end close process has a checklist and you know we still kind of put it together but it's nice that when the auditors come in we have all these lists that are outside of the account recs and they go into skystem skystem can is it wrong to call it skystem i know a lot of people call it art but i'll call it skystem um all these lists that we have to do and it dates them we have we have proof of completion. We now we have we have uh, certain things that the auditors, you know, um, they're getting away from the signature as well, and they they think it's the lowest, you know, I'll tell you, it's the lowest evidentiary form of evidence you can provide them as a signature. But um, you know, now we've got it all time stamped. Uh, we have to provide a you know, a SOC 1 report that shows that, you know, that, that SkySTEM actually does what it says it does. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's been a good mixture. Um, things that didn't happen, the auditors, we have licenses for the auditors to get in. That's, that's, they still want us to extract a lot of our account rec and give it to them. Um, but when we do that, now it comes out, we just, 
we, we complete our recs, we complete our approvals, and getting data out of SkySend is easy, and getting it to the auditors is easy. They still, I don't know if your experience is this, but we have a portal that we work with with EOI. We pull the data mm -hmm. that's already approved, already dated, and just move it into their portal so that they can remotely audit it. Um, they haven't taken the step of uh, actually logging in to the application, the, the to SkySTEM and complete. I don't even know if I want them to do that. So right now we're ha we're glad to to pull the data out and give it to them um, because it's a lot better than pulling 200 manual folders, scanning the cover sheet, scanning the support, creating this disjointed group of support, and then um, you know, emailing it to them or putting it in their portal. It's just, it's a, it's, yeah. it's, it's really the data, the data gathering is such a time yep. save. Unnecessary. We've seen it both ways with the auditors. Um, it's about a 50-50. Some prefer to have, you know, information in their portal. So you can extract yep. that information from, you know, SkySum Arc really quickly. But we do see a good number of auditors just preferring to log in themselves. Um, and we do have controls around making sure they don't, you know, see certain things if you don't yeah. want them to. Yep. Yeah, so it definitely goes both ways. Um, and we, have, yeah, we haven't given up that it'll happen someday, but right now we're, uh, <laughs> we're so happy. The torch for that. <laughs> yeah. The extraction is easy, and it's just, uh, you know, there's no more. We had lines of people. I mean, I would, gra I would grab two, two people and say, your job is to scan. Um, all these <laughs> and and then uh, rename the file to the control number that they use, and uh, it was um, now it just exports. And you can is that is that where the time savings came from? Because I think we did an estimation, um, an estimate, and we were estimating about two weeks per quarter. Uh, in terms of just the time savings aspect alone, uh, and of yeah. course, there's just yeah. Is, is that what is that where the time was mostly coming from, or were there other areas, perhaps through reduction of volume, or well, is, I don't know if you recall. Yeah, so a, a lot of the savings um, does come from just the admin, you know a lot of the administration. It is we would get to a quarter close. The auditors were scheduled for next week. We would literally stop. And you know, once the recs were done, and then it was data gathering. I had to get everything approved. Um, I had to sign off. Our CFO signed off. Then it was um, log everything, and then it was scan everything um, manually. Go in, scan the folder, scan your account rec, scan your support, and then upload it to uh the auditor portal so we would shut down for you know that's two days of work and that's you know there's um five accountants working on it just getting the data put together now we run right up to the you know we can still do analysis we can still do you know find out you know what if there's anything that didn't get caught in close. We still have more time now to kind of go back through the numbers 
and um, we have more time to really talk about the real, you know, what's going on in the balance sheet account instead of, hey, I got to cut you off two days early so that um, we can get, so we can just scan this and get it to them on time. Um, yep. So it's, it's really just added a lot of value to the company just in that we can do more analysis on the accounts rather than just straight reconciliation um and we're not yep. it's just uh it's just saved so much time yeah and, and that's where you that's, want people to be spending their time too right not 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 the compliance stuff not the paperwork you know yeah <laughs> right you know, what can we do better uh, what can we do to improve the business exactly exactly well um Talk to you about the implementation, uh, understanding the timeline, what was involved, um, and you know, of course, the first cycle is never easy peasy. Maybe talk us through that because I think a lot of people will be interested and they want to be prepared as to what's to come if they were to take on a project like this. Yep. So a lot of companies um, will advertise no IT. They'll advertise quick implementation. And um, and I've been fooled. We just put in a uh, <laughs> a bank a bank our AP system interface to our bank so that our bank cuts all our checks. Advertised as no AP or no uh, excuse me, no IT resources, and they would assign a project manager and they would lead us through it. Anyway, the quick story is none of that happened. Our IT spent a ton of time on it. Um, you know just it just i'll be very leery i'm i'm really leery because it resources for us are really difficult to come by and so uh and i and i want ownership uh within the finance group of our of our tools um it's because i i i know that the business needs the it people to to um you know worry about pricing worry about getting things out so that the e-commerce team is supported. And it's not a fault. I'm not picking on IT at all. I'm just, I'm just saying they're precious resources. We don't have enough programmers. Um, so we were told we could put this in with minimal resources. <laughs> and that was true. That there was nothing in accountants, um, somebody decent with Excel couldn't do. And that's what we were, you know, that interested us. We didn't, I, I was always skeptical. Um, but when, when we started putting this in, I think we purchased, I want to say the same month we had it, there was some conversations between, and mainly these were handled between, between um, somebody at Skystown and one, my senior accountant. He took it, he knew how the data came out of our application. Um, with a few, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot of calls, but with some instructions, we, we had SkyStem up and running in the same month we bought it. And we did our first calls. We just figured, let's get this thing up and let's get people accustomed to the new, um, the new way. And it, it, I will not lie. It is, it, there was a lot of pushback. I mean, people were. 10 years into a manual system and didn't see the need. You know, everybody was like, well, I do my account rec this way. And uh, I don't want to, but 
so you know it, there's a little bit of uh it takes a little bit of push to get people to change and um was everything real easy for them at first no but it took i'll bet you the first iteration you know it wasn't great the first month it closed um that probably drug out well beyond what we thought because we had to do training we had to get people uh you know accustomed to using it logging in and um that went on you know there was there was pushback for i'm going to say four months but we got better each month we got a little better a little better and that's um and, and then finally people were once they went through a quarter cycle and they realized they didn't have to scan anymore and they didn't have to do some of the manually intensive things that they were doing, then they started to see, yeah, this makes more sense. Especially as they're quite going back and forth with auditors, um, especially when it came to making sure it was approved and whether they had their complete account rack sitting in front of them that the, the folder hadn't been lost. Um, people took a little bit of time, but they got to it. And so if I did it again, I'd do it the exact same way. I would put this, I would put the software, I would get it up and then that was, and then get it loaded with your chart, with your, you know, we've got five companies, we've got 300 accounts, I'm guessing, three or, three or four hundred accounts that need to be reconciled. It is a continuous development as we find a better purpose, a better way to do things, we have things, you know, we've netted accounts together. We have a lot of zero balances. Uh, we have, we have, there's decisions you're going to make along the way about how to do it better um, and more efficient. But those, that's a constant learning. You know, that's, um, that's something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold up implementation. Um, I would go fast and then just, improve a little bit all the time and we're still making improvements today i think you know as new things come out uh, we're talking about the analytics capability that we haven't even touched yet so yep yep new modules that are available now for you guys <clears throat> yep so we're hoping to integrate more but um you know that you can do on your own pace and that's kind of as you learn about the software, it's not, you won't know everything on day one, but you'll, you'll eventually figure it out at, after, you know, loading the software and getting your stuff in is, is pretty straightforward. As I said, there really was no, no IT support whatsoever. We were able to um, put it in as accountants, you know, pretty, Fairly technical, fairly, um, you know, at least good with spreadsheets. And um, we were able to load it within two weeks and then start closing the book. And it, and we thought we did some things wrong. We made some mistakes along the way. Uh, customer support was there. We were able to get answers. Um, there's never, it's never like, you go two weeks before you hear, you hear the same, you know, you hear back from SkySend the same day. So the customer support is great. They don't, you know, you can call, we call the same person all the time and 
when we have an issue, we go. And if it's not fixed there on the spot, it is, you know, it's a day while they're researching it how to figure it out. You know, it's it's quick. So we you know we feel like we've got we've developed a partnership. Um, not just a vendor. We've developed a, a partnership with this company that we feel um, like we know them. I mean, it's like I said, we're a smaller company, and they don't. We're not just a number to them. They know our name. Um, you know, and and we. I have no regrets looking back. Could we have done something else? I, I really don't know. All I know is that I'm happy with what we got. Um, and it's worked well for us and it's satisfied our auditors. Um, and I can look nowadays, I can look at a dashboard. I know exactly how far we are from a complete. I know exactly how many count records I'm, I haven't reviewed. I know how many count records my managers haven't reviewed. And, uh, now I can go in and, and just feel good. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't stay awake at night wondering if we missed an account. Uh, I can see it. We want. I, can see it in, I can see it in seconds. So it is, uh, yeah. it's just nice. It's just, um, feels like a simple tool, but with a lot of power. Yeah. So, what a great way to sum it up. Thank you. I mean, this is such a great perspective. Um, Charlie, thanks for sharing it today. If any of you are interested, when Charlie is talking about, you know, what are these dashboards that you could see? What is that implementation really like? What are the steps to it? Um, I invite you to go to our website, www.skystem.com. Uh, there's a button there called See It in Action. You could sign up for a quick 20-minute walkthrough of our solution. If you are interested um, in more webinars, uh, we are hosting um, a, a live demo CPE webinar. You can sign up through our website. This is May 7th. Uh, it's just a, a broader demo, about 11 Eastern. And then we are coming back uh, with Incorsa uh, mid-May next month to do another chit-chat session. Um, and this is going to be with uh, a healthcare. Uh, this is a hospital system, like health hospital. 